Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident Old Fart Jim Schaefer, and the podcast, at least to me, is the new tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. Well, better late than never. I had a rough work weekend at my day job, causing a delay in the release of this episode. Unfortunately, you can expect a delay next week, too. I guess we should be asking ourselves, when are we going to be deplatformed? Events over the last week have demonstrated just how easy it can be for our tech overlords to erase us. Scary, but unfortunately predictable times. All right, we're going to start off with some tech news. First up from AndroidPolice.com, the messenger service Telegram has added 25 million new users in just 72 hours. Wow! Why? I think we all know the reason, or maybe reasons. Starting in May, to be able to use the once great messenger WhatsApp, you have to agree to share your personal information with Facebook the better to target you with ads, my dearies. <laughs> Some of these new users have probably come from the now-banned app parlor, which was taken off the face of the earth by an alliance of big tech and back-end business services. <laughs> the Signal messaging app has reported a similar jump in users, with reports that whole Indian-based tech startups switching from WhatsApp to Signal. That's got to hurt. Facebook is in damage control mode now, but it might be too late. I wouldn't trust either app for mission-critical communications, as Telegram uses non-open-source encryption standards, meaning there is no peer review of the source code, and the company has just announced advertising will be incorporated into the messenger. Signal is open-sourced, but like Telegram, requires access to your telephone number and contact list to function. Threema a messenger based out of Switzerland and whose servers are located in that country, is based on open source code and doesn't require access to your phone number or contact list to use. Threema is a paid app, though it doesn't use the dreaded subscription model for payment. 
The last I checked, it will cost you $2.99 to purchase. Not much for the peace of mind you'll get. Wickerme, the free-to-download messaging app made famous by the television show Mr. Robot, also doesn't require phone number and contact access, but it is not as polished or feature-rich as the others. Speaking of Telegram Messenger, a group calling itself the Coalition for a Safer Web has filed a lawsuit against Apple and plans to file another one against Google. They're demanding that Apple remove Telegram from the App Store for failing to crack down on violent extremist conversation. This is being reported by the Washington Post. I've got to ask, where does this all end? I guess people and organizations such as this won't be satisfied until all speech that doesn't agree with their particular ideology is removed from the Internet. They seem to have the goal of an Internet which resembles the one that the CCP has installed in China. We'll see where this lawsuit goes. AndroidPolice.com also reports that Ubiquity, a prosumer network equipment manufacturer, suffered a security breach, and though the company stated that there is no indication of unauthorized activity, it is recommending that users of its gear change their passwords. And just another sign of the times we live in. If you're a Karen, or have aspirations of becoming one, the restaurant-finding app Yelp has just made life very easy for you. According to 9to5google.com, you can now report violations of COVID policies by businesses directly using the app. Didn't get that extra order of fries you wanted with that meal? Maybe the guy behind the counter reminded you of someone you didn't like. No problem. Just report that the whole business is not following proper guidelines using your new digital buddy, Yelp. This won't turn out good. I'm just saying. 9to5Mac.com reports on the rumor that Apple will release the iPhone SE 3rd Generation and AirPods Pro 2 in April of this year. Myself, I can see the new version of the AirPods Pro, but I don't think we'll see a new SE. Well, maybe we'll see an SE Max, whose rumored existence has been around the intertubes for over a year now. I believe the next small SE will resemble the current 12 Mini, probably to be released in 2022, or the SE will become the Mini, with last year's model discounted to SE-like prices. I do believe that we, we will see new AirPods, the Pros, and a redesigned regular AirPods model. They'll resemble the current Pros. I'll be sticking with my original Pros until the batteries will no longer hold a charge. Before being kicked off the internet, the app parlor was hacked. The entire catalog of posts from January 6th until the plug was pulled was downloaded and is being archived. The hacker assures us that there is very incriminating evidence included that the FBI would surely be interested in. In last week's rant, I told you the witch hunt was beginning, and here you have the evidence. Getting Parler off the internet is apparently not enough for these techno-fascists. It's being reported that Parler uses Microsoft Office 365, and MS employees are not happy about this. 
they are campaigning to do as Amazon and others have done, which is kick Parler off of Office 365. This has gone far enough. I'll have more of this in my upcoming rant. The Samsung Galaxy S21, S21 Plus, and S21 Ultra will be released on January 29th with a new design and a $200 price cut, according to an article by CNET.com. Looking at the photos of the various Galaxy phones, I really can't tell much of a difference between them and the previous designs, but then again, I'm not a Galaxy fan. Like the older models, I love the look of the new Galaxy hardware. It's a software that I always have a problem with. The $200 price cut is great news, especially during these uh, pandemic times. The S21 has a 6.2-inch screen and goes for $800. The S21 Plus features a 6.7-inch screen and costs $1,000. The Ultra sports a 6.8-inch screen and will set you back $1,200. That one can also use an S Pen accessory, which adds a further $40 to the price. All phone models will come with a base memory of 128GB, which is also a good thing. The normal stuff has been upgraded, like the CPU, cameras, and screens, and we've reached a point where there are no significant updates on modern smartphones, just incremental improvements. Samsung also managed to do something Apple can't seem to do, which is release smart tags. And the Samsung versions are, are going to cost 30 bucks. Also announced were the Galaxy Buds Pro for $200, which is, I think, kind of stiff these days. But the older models get good reviews. Tech I'm using. Last week, I talked about some new tech purchases, which included a pile line conditioner slash surge protector. I registered the unit online to get an extended warranty. The process was easy and took me about two minutes. A day later, I received an email from Pyle thanking me for my registration and letting me know that my order had shipped. What order? I didn't remember placing any order. Sometime later, I received another email containing tracking info on this ghost order. When I hit the link, it showed me that I would soon be the recipient of a Pyle Dynamic handheld microphone. It also gave me a receipt for my order, in which I was charged a grand total of zero dollars. I'm assuming it was a gift from the company. While I have no need for a handheld dynamic mic at this time, who knows what the future will bring. I might just toss it into my magic bag of tricks. So are you ready for an episode recorded at the location of my day job? I might try one using this mic and my Zoom recorder. Since being gifted the Zoom Field Recorder, I haven't really used it much. Other than that, I haven't received or used any new pieces of tech. Entertainment news. I guess I had spoken too soon regarding switching back to the AT&T Now streaming service, as it was announced last week that the service will be shut down in favor of the company's AT&T TV service. AT&T TV is based on an Android-powered set-top box and is more expensive than AT&T Now. Why would I bother with this when I could just spring for a cable TV bundle from my internet provider? And unfortunately, I might just have to do that because we are a New York Yankees fan in this house and AT&T Now was the last streaming service to offer the team's Yes Network. 
I'm calling it now. 2021 sucks. You've heard it here first. Now for some sad news. Sylvain Sylvain, co-founder of the pre-punk rock band, the New York Dolls, has passed away after a two-year battle with cancer. This leaves the lead singer, David Johansson, as the only surviving member of the group. Most people around today won't remember this group, but though the UK claims that punk rock originated there, the New York Dolls preceded the Sex Pistols by a few years, and that band admitted they were influenced by them. As with other bands through the years, their music wasn't appreciated during their heyday. The title of the group's second album, Too Much Too Soon, sums this up. The original lineup managed to release three albums before losing two members to heroin overdoses and being dropped by their record label. As a young man at the time of the band's peak, I, like most people I knew at the time, didn't care for them. The group reformed in 2006 and released three more albums, though the sales weren't good. I remember watching a concert featuring the New York Dolls in 2007 and really enjoyed it, especially the old songs I had dismissed in the 1970s. Rest in peace, Sylvain. Too much, too soon, indeed. Podcast News From InsideRadio.com The podcast listening app Pocket Casts, which is currently owned by a cabal of so-called public service broadcasters, NPR and BBC amongst them, is up for sale. The app lost over $2 million last year of the public's money, so the owners have decided this is the right time to unload pocket casts, with big companies dropping huge amount of cash to get in on the podcast action. Pocket Cast started as a subscription-based app, but that formula didn't work. So last year, it became a free app with an option to subscribe. Well, I guess that's not working either. I downloaded and played around with pocket casts, and I like what they offer. It is disappointing that they haven't jumped on Adam Curry's podcast index yet, and they don't seem to have as many modern features as, let's say, Overcast does. Maybe the buyer, if they can find one, can improve on the app. Continuing with InsideRadio.com, Sonus, the high-end powered loudspeaker company, has gotten, gotten into the podcast production business. Its first show is called Object of Sound and will be hosted by writer and poet Hanif Abdurakwib. I hope I pronounced that right. It will basically be a music discovery show, which is refreshing in this age of algorithmic playlists. Sonos has already launched two music services, with one of them, Sonos HD Radio, hosted by a virtual DJ. This is interesting, but the price of the company's hardware puts me, and I'm sure many others, off. Again from InsideRadio.com. The New York Times propaganda podcast, The Daily, has lost spots on broadcast radio and is facing growing criticism over its handling of the show Caliphate. The award-winning show, which was, well, a formerly award-winning show, I should say, which was supposedly based on fact, was proven to be based on the fantasies of its main character. While the lead reporter on this project was demoted, others involved, including the host of the Daily, his fiancée, and his producer buddy, were all left unscathed. After this and the debacle of its 
1619 project, which even the neckbeards over at Wikipedia are calling revisionist history, why would anyone believe anything written or podcast by this outfit? I'm just asking for a friend. The Sleeping Giant Stirs According to a report from 9to5mac.com, Apple is in talks with production companies to launch a podcast subscription service. Oh, joy. This could be Apple's counterattack on Spotify. I hope this subscription service is rolled into existing service plans like the Apple One plan, of which I'm a subscriber. If not, I doubt I'd be interested in this. The reason being is Apple's programming tends to be on the very liberal side. Bring along those very liberal values that I and many people don't subscribe, pun intended, to. I mean, how much more Oprah Winfrey can one stand? Spotify's stock fell over 7% because of this rumor. Besides these stories, the trend of big businesses spending big bucks to acquire different components of podcasting continues. Another trend I'm seeing increasingly in the podcast space is large sports-themed podcast networks teaming up with online sports betting companies. I'm not a gambling man myself, but in my opinion, this trend will lead to more harm than good. All of this points to podcasts eventually being regulated like broadcast radio in the future. With the current consolidation and media-driven hysteria, how long will it be before they come after podcast hosting services and independent podcasters who don't stick to the script and dare express a different opinion? A recent headline from the leftist website Business Insider, which seems to be more about virtue signaling and leftist causes than business, which the rag apparently stole from the Associated Press, sounds the alarm. The headline reads, Apple, Google, and Spotify are still hosting podcasts by pro-Trump conspiracists and extremists. Now, I didn't bother reading that particular article because I know what's most likely there. They're coming for everything that doesn't support the narrative. The Associated Press... <laughs> states in their article that though these so-called right-wing extremists have been hunted down and kicked off any social media platforms they pop up on, podcasts are the loophole they've been looking for, and they are thriving on it. Of course, they recommend the above-mentioned companies purge these shows. With the podcast index and the like, I'm sure there will always be ways around this, but reaching a large audience will be difficult to achieve without being on the large podcast indexes. Time for a rant. Following up on last week's rant, as I stated earlier in this episode, the expected witch hunt has not only started, but it's reaching overdrive proportions and in record time. Not only are the powers that be going after the lawbreakers, who should be gone after, there's also talk of expelling elected members of Congress, their backers, donators, and the people that work for them. Also on this hit list are perceived Trump supporters. I guess that would include citizens who voted for the man. Some 75 million people. This is not being done by government officials only, nor just by members of big tech boardrooms. Fellow citizens are at this moment compiling lists of everyone who had any positive comments about the Trump administration posted on any media, be it social or news media, any media. 
These self-described warriors are screaming for blood. Their battle cry is, make them pay, and not just for the capital incident, but for the last four years. I've never witnessed anything like this in my long, old fart life, and to be frank, I'm becoming afraid for the future. I used to chuckle when I heard so-called news anchors from various MSM networks calling for the re-education of Trump supporters. Now I'm starting to believe that this can actually happen. There's just no room for moderates any longer. Just far left and far right, with the latter being removed immediately upon discovery, while the other is left to fester. I still believe that most people are moderates, but they've been scared away, afraid of voicing any moderate stance, lest they be up next for the hanging tree. This is what happens when social media and the tech cabal team up with the MSM and the 24-hour news cycle. There's just no cooling-off period, no pause to find context or middle ground. You know, try it for yourself. Go on Twitter and post something generic like, The sky is blue. Within hours, you will at first have people disagreeing with you. Then others will join in, calling you a racist and every kind of ist under that blue sky. The situation keeps getting worse. I might abandon big tech. I'd start start by switching from Mac, MacOS to a secure Linux distribution. I'd replace my iPhone with a phone which ran some form of Linux with no Google, Microsoft, or Apple services on it. I'd use Wickerme, Threema, or whatever secure encrypted messenger I could find in lieu of SMS for communicating with my friends and family. As far as email, I'd use ProtonMail or Tutinota for that, or even set up something like a Helm's private email server. Of course, everything would be run on a virtual private network, a VPN, and Tor. You may think I'm getting a little paranoid here, and I hope you're correct, but people are seemingly losing their minds lately and heading towards mob rule. The thing that gets me is the people who are yelling the loudest for blood don't realize the mob will eventually come for them too, if we've learned anything from the past. Remember, oppression starts by targeting the unpopular and expands from there. Episode 62 is not only overproduced, but it's at its end. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it, and I hope you found it worthwhile. You can contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you are so inclined. Tell me what you liked and disliked. I'd love hearing from you. As always, this was recorded and produced in the Factual Data Creation Facility. Be safe. See you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, get off my lawn before you're erased from the internet. And I'll see you next week. Sometime next week. I'm out.
A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time, from an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.